Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. And today's show, I'm so excited to get back to the basics. When I talk about basics, what I'm talking about is Arizona real estate market, the whole country real estate market, and what has been changing. Things have been changing, maybe for the best, depending on whether you're a seller, you're a buyer, an investor, or who you are. So why don't you stay tuned and listen to Anthony Penna of Lawyer's Title and Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage share with us their wisdom on the market today. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, help, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains with Grateful Heart TV, and today I have two fantastic guests. One right here in person, Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. Good morning, Rebecca. One of my sponsors of the show, and I always love having Joe because Joe is just super knowledgeable and gives some great advice to his clients, but also, you're kind of nerdy, and I, I like I'm, nerds. I'm a good time. You are a good time. That's true. And besides Joe Smith over at Epic Mortgage, we also have Anthony, the Anthony Penna of Lawyer's Title. Hey, Anthony, there you are, guy. Also a good time. Also a great time. So what I love about both of these guys is we are long overdue for a show together, and the market has been shifting a little bit. I want to talk about the things that we're seeing a little bit different today because our advice today to our clients, Joe, I'm sure is very different than where it was six months ago. It, it is. On the mortgage side, we've had a lot of uh, ups and downs uh-huh. as far as the rates go. And it depends on which day you scan the internet, it'll tell you where the rates are. But uh, the one thing I will say about the internet is no matter what, they always say that the rates are low. And they are. Historically, the rates are super low. And we're doing great deals for people. We're closing some VA deals at two and a quarter. That's amazing. Um, amazing rates. Like the, we can't believe it. We're waiting for the shoe to drop, but it, I don't know that it will. It's we're just keep on trucking. You know, if we and ask, keep on rolling. If we ask Anthony over here, hey Anthony, when's the shoe gonna drop? It's um, well, according to like Facebook and YouTube experts, <laughs> it's been dropping for the last year and a half, and. They keep on saying now it's going to drop. Now the drop. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. you have a good two years going right now. So Joe seems to be in agreement, and what I love about Anthony. Wait, wait, wait! wait. He agreed with me. He, I do, I do. I, I, I like it. I, I've given up on like, hey, the rates are going to go up. I've given up the the. I'm not beating that drum anymore. I don't even know that the rates ever go up. I may retire first Before by the, the time rates these change. rates go up. Okay, so we're not just talking about rates, uh, Anthony. You are so funny. I love all your posts. You're always talking about all, you know, the fear in the media, in the headlines, and all this stuff. So we're going to get into your spreadsheet, that, or not your spreadsheet, your PowerPoint presentation you sent me. But before we do, gentlemen, I'm nerdy myself, and I want to share some stats with both of you 
Numbers. Numbers. Yes. Numbers. I love numbers. And love it. Um, Anthony, I don't know if you can see it from your computer, but before I go into our local numbers, I thought this was kind of interesting, and I don't know if you can see, um, Colin, maybe sh shoot on me and, and, Joe, and Joe over here, and I'll read this because I don't know if people can actually read this chart, but I can read it. And what it's talking about is the monthly change in the cities across the nation versus the annual change. And guess what, folks? Phoenix, number one in both categories. Shocker, right? Now, the reason why, to me, actually, it is a little bit of shockers. I keep hearing about Texas, and I keep hearing about Montana, and I keep hearing about Idaho, and all these other places people are moving to, yet the proof is in the pudding. Right here it shows, year over year, Phoenix overall. Now, the Cromford Report, which I'm about to go through, is going to show a little bit different stats, but on these national stats that's showing Phoenix year over year, 25% increase in value. In the last month, it's been 3%, and we're... In the last month, Vegas is right behind us, San Diego, Dallas, Seattle, San Francisco, Tampa, Charlotte, Portland, Miami. Those are the top 10. And in the last year, we're number one with increase at 25%, followed by San Diego at 24%, Seattle by 23%. I thought everybody was leaving Seattle. Dallas by 18%, San Francisco by 18%. Tampa, Portland, Denver, and Boston uh, closing up the top 10 with Los Angeles at 17%. I thought everybody was leaving California and leaving Washington State. I guess. They are. They're leaving rich, though. They're yeah. leaving with a, a sack of money. That's a good point, Joe. That's a very good point because a lot of them have been coming here and buying our real estate, not thinking twice about dropping not, a million bucks. Not worried about paying Eight hundred thousand dollars for twenty five hundred square feet. So no problem. Who's moving into yeah. these places in the other parts of the country? And I hear Anthony chiming in in the background, and I know a lot of your stats are national stats that you share with us. Uh, are you surprised about any of those cities that I just named off as being the top ten for appreciation this last year? Um, no, because Joe did make a good point there. Because people like Seattle, people are moving out, but that's low inventory there too, and the people moving out, people they're they're, they're getting they're getting a bunch of money. And they're taking that money and bringing it here. I'm not and complaining. I'm not complaining. No, we're and not complaining. And that gets into what we're going to talk about, you know, next. later on about. There is that fear out there with the people in the news about with home prices rising so much. Here we go. Bubble's going to crash. Okay. So I know, Anthony, you are the best. And I'm going to let you talk about the bubble and all of that good stuff. But before we talk about the future, let's talk about the past. Can we do that? Can you guys humor me for two more charts? The love I don't charts. remember yesterday, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Anthony, um, what I'm going to show you guys here, and I don't know if you guys can see the chart very well, but this is from the Cromford Report, and I literally pulled this this morning. And what I love about the Cromford Report, because they're, I'm nerdy, they're nerdy, and I subscribe to them monthly, is they scrub their data. So their data sometimes reflects a little bit different numbers than maybe what we saw up above. For example, the monthly appreciation year over year, they're showing Phoenix metro area at 29.9%, where the chart above showed 25. Let's not split hairs. We already know it increased a, ga a gazillion dollars yeah. this last year here in town. But what I find is very interesting is it also has a comparison from last month, last quarter, last year, and two years ago. So a couple of numbers I want to focus on today is two years ago, we hit a month of supply of one and a half months, which at the time we thought was crazy. Oh my gosh, we dropped below, you know, the, the, we, we, to have a balanced market, you want about four or five months supply, maybe three months, but anything less than two, it's cuckooville. It's panic. It is. So even two years ago, before COVID, 
before a lot of things happened that we're currently dealing with today, we were still at numbers that were really high, but at, at when you go back two years ago, the appreciation was 5%, which in my 28-year career, 3 to 5% was always like... I love 3 to 5%. 3 to 5% was a nice rate of return on your big investment of your property, and that's where we were two years ago. And I will, I'll wait and see what Anthony has to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if this little blimp that, because of COVID, we're going to go back to that 5%, maybe even less, going forward. I'm okay with that. We're, we're pretty... If you own a house, you're pretty happy with your situation. If you don't own a house, you're that's not the as, part you're that not sucks. As <laughs> you're not, it's not well, as happy. Well, the first time home buyers, I literally had to turn down a few people this past year because we just couldn't compete. So guess what, guys? Good news is it's starting to soften up a little bit. It's a little bit easier for the buyers. Poquito. Poquito. And when I say poquito, I'm going to give you some examples of poquito. So between today and last month, today we have 11,000 active listings in the MLS. Last month we had 10,000 in the month in the quarter before we had 9,500. So if going from 9,500 homes active to 11,000 homes active is a big deal. I'll do the math, Becky. That's up 20%. Thank you for doing the math in your head. I love it. I'm very impressed. And then if you look at last year, we were at 13,000 active listings this time. And two years ago, we were at 18,000 listings. And and normal is? Normal, we would actually like to see around 20 to 25,000 listings. we're still way behind. Oh, yeah. We're still at half of what we are. But we're going in the right direction, guys. And okay, so stop shaking your head, though. Are you, Anthony, are you with us? Let me find Anthony. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this. You're enjoying this because I know this is all. This all substantiates what you're about ready to go into. But I want to share with you guys. We've had some listings in the last couple of weeks that we've had to reduce prices on. What? I know <laughs> that they didn't have 30 offers <laughs> the first weekend. You know, I just got finished uh, interviewing somebody from Hawaii who's a real estate broker. And they're still having the same experiences we were having a month ago, but maybe it's just hitting across the ocean a little bit slower. My prediction, and Anthony, you can tell me if you agree with me, but if we continue going in the direction that we're going in, it's only going to get easier for buyers who maybe got pushed out of the market this last year. Well, these buyers, I think, should be saving their money. Yeah. So, like, you just need more money to buy a house. The, the days of having $5,000 and going and buying a house, it's not, it's not available. Okay. So that said, over the last six months, go ahead, Anthony. I I just want to get into what you just said there, because I had this conversation in a meeting yesterday, and once we get into the presentation, how news spins things. One thing I can tell you right now, what you just said in the news will spin this, don't confuse price reduction with depreciation. Agreed. A thousand percent. That's a great point. That might not make sense to your because we're in the business, but maybe you can elaborate on that one. Yeah. Because people are going to think, oh my God, see the prices coming down, home values are going to come down, we're in trouble. Okay. So that's something that people need to understand. And and point duly taken, Anthony. So what Anthony's trying to regurgitate here is just because we have a little bit of price reductions happening, it's not because homes are devaluing, it's because we are listing. You're aiming so damn high. We are. Thank you. So all Thank year you, long, whenever we went on a listing appointment, James and I would tell somebody, okay, well, the comps say this, and we would still list it higher, and then they'd still get offers even higher than that. Well, their friends sold their house for $50,000 over the list, Yeah, remember? with 30 offers. Well, and we did have experiences over the summertime with 30 offers it, it and, and things being driven up. But I do think those days are gone because 
buyers are now having more options. It's not a crazy amount more. It's not double the amount of, of homes, but they're having more options. Like, like when you say more options, it's like they used to have one option. Now they have two. Maybe. Right? So that's that's the more we're talking about. It's not massive no. amounts of options, but it's a small amount. Of, it's more. There, there's more to look at. Their days on market mm-hmm. are increasing, and sellers are getting a little bit more... I don't know if you, if you would call it panicked, but the ones that have been calling me in the last couple of weeks, they are fearful that they missed the boat. Anthony, we can talk about that boat here momentarily. I just got a couple more slides for you, gentlemen, or just actually one more slide. Let me go back to my slide because I'm going to feel very cheated if I don't get to show you guys this next slide. Um, okay, and I don't know if there's, uh, the only other noteworthy thing is from two years ago, the average price, medium price was 280000 Today it's four hundred and four. That's bananas. So in two wow. years we went from two eighty to four hundred and four. Joe, quick, do the math. That's one hundred twenty-four thousand. A lot. So congratulations <laughs> to everybody who bought a house two years, two years ago. ago. Nice work. Nice work, right? Okay, so this I think Anthony will only help, and hopefully the people watching the chart from far away can see the red line is two thousand twenty. The blue line is today two thousand twenty-one, and the green <clears throat> line is from two thousand five. So when people are saying that they're worried about the shoe to drop, the bubble to burst, and all these other things, okay, back in 05, in May of 05, they had 7,700 listings. Today, they're showing, or I'm sorry, May of, of 2021, fast forward 16 years, we had 5,200 listings active. Today, the number is higher, and it's a lot closer to where we were at in May of 05. But the biggest thing I want to point out to you guys is in 05, we went from 7,700 listings all the way up to 24,000 listings. Quick history lesson, 05 was like the beginning of the run. But a lot of people didn't realize it. Mm. So they didn't realize it till 2006 or 2007. And this big, huge curve that happened in 2005 has yet to happen in 2021. And I don't think Not it's going, going to. to. And we now have the charts. We have the measurements. We know what to look for. So if we started all of a sudden going from 11,000 listings to 22,000 listings in the period of like two months. Uh-oh. Yeah, that would be a rise for concern, wouldn't you say, Mr. Anthony Penna? Absolutely. You're spot on, man. I'm just going to sit here and listen to you because I'm enjoying this this a lot. Well, that's a cool chart, though, and I know you've seen it before on the Cromford Report when when Tina Tambor has done her presentations, and I felt like that was a really important chart to watch, so I actually click on it about weekly right now just to see how high and how fast Watch are, the we, tick, are right? we growing in active listings because we want more listings but we don't necessarily want more listings in six months in a hurry all yeah, at once all at once we want them over the next you know year or so yeah. and to pace ourselves and that will definitely keep pricing where it's at will it appreciate at 30 percent again this next year probably not but that's okay because that means there's going to be people who've been watching the circus who are going to maybe get off the fence <clears throat> and put their homes on the market today. They'll feel a little bit more comfortable about selling their house, buying their house. It just becomes a little easier right. to do. You know, yeah. the, the panic is gone. I've done and, and, like, and like you said earlier, Rebecca, and, and, and kind of sum up what you went over in those graphs, which was great, and we'll get in, in, in our next presentation. But I like to call it as the perfect storm for buyers right now. When you think about it, what you just said, everything to summarize that, you have... 
Some buyers had buyer fatigue out there, so there's less competition on the market. Joe, you brought it up right in the beginning. Interest rates are still very good right now. Stupid guess low. what? There's more homes coming to the market. So you have less competition, more to look at, and low interest rates. That is a perfect storm for buyers right now. And, and I got to tell you, Anthony, it's beautiful for those of us who are out in the street who over the summer – I mean, there was buyer fatigue, but there was agent fatigue. Like, I got wore out, people. Like, I called crying my CEO one day. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Because it was so hard. Like, you know, I seriously felt like some, from April to May, I felt like every deal was a total battle. Now, granted, those homes that I sold in April and May were at a price point that's significantly lower than today because that was six months ago, Right. Right. And so the market has increased over the last six months and people are trying to get in before it hit the ceiling. And so I am curious on your thoughts if we've hit the ceiling yet, Anthony, but before Anthony answers, we've got to take a quick commercial break. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob So. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate it and I look forward to hearing from you. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity. Okay, we're we're back from our commercial. That was a really quick one. And both of my wonderful sponsors are sitting right here contributing to this conversation. And before we went to break, Anthony, do you remember what I just asked you? Oh. Are we hitting the ceiling? Wasn't that? Wasn't that, that, the that? That was my yeah. Do you think our prices have hit Good the job, ceiling? Anthony. Good job remembering. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Um, <laughs> no, and well, uh, put it this way: there's people out there a lot smarter than all of us, especially me, who know this market better than us. And nationwide, and we know Arizona is a better market. They're predicting, as a 
average for all of them, some are higher or lower, an 8.7% increase the second half of this year in home appreciation. Which is That's what 8.7% over the country they're predicting. Now we know Arizona is going to be higher. Outlier. So I don't know. I don't know about you, but Joe, what do you think? If if, if you're going to make a three hundred thousand dollar investment right now, and I told you you'll make eight to ten percent in the next six months, sign me up. Let's go. Right. Well, isn't the rate at, of return on most at, investments at a one interest rate, Joe? What two seven to whatever? I mean, low, close, low, low. Yeah. Joe doesn't like to quote on this show. <laughs> you'll you'll quickly learn that Anthony, because you know. In a two days, it could be very different, and yeah, I get it. Absolutely, I get it. But the lo- the rates are all low. They're low. under three or close to three or somewhere in that significantly vicinity. low. A lot lower than they Insert were a few years ago. Oh, Rebecca, it was funny. We were on, there was a forum last week, a mastermind, and someone asked the question, and this is with the rental moratorium. They go, "Would you advise your renter friends to do a one month lease, six month lease, or one year lease?" And I pop in, and the looks I got were because I guess they think I was being sarcastic. I'm like. I advise my renter friend to reach out to my favorite realtor and favorite lender and see if I can buy a house instead of worrying about what lease I want to sign up for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, why pay somebody else's mortgage if you can pay your own and and gain the equity that everybody's been gaining? So I, I promise you, Anthony, we are going to put up your PowerPoint here in just a hot second. But This be- thing better be good. It is good. Okay. But before we do, uh, Joe and I have a client in common. He's a fan of the show, so he might be listening right now. Um, initials NW. That's all I'm going to give up. And I know he just recently was working with Joe. Joe, explain what he's doing today. I sold him a home how long ago? Maybe a year or two ago? Uh, it's about a year. Okay. It's about a year. And, and we have a whole slew of, of clients just like him. And there's people all across the valley just like him. There's probably, there's thousands. Okay. Let's so let's just thousands. say anybody that we talked about that bought in 2019 within or 2020. The last, within the last six to 18 months, if uh-huh. you bought your house and if you purchased using less than 20% and you took mortgage insurance, you most likely have a rate above 3.25. Mm-hmm. You probably in the three and a quarter to 3.75 range. It is now a huge refinance opportunity to number one, lower your interest rate. And number two, the house values have gone up so much that you can probably ditch MI all at the same time. So you're and get using a substantial an Mortgage insurance, mortgage insurance. MI, okay. also and called PMI, private mortgage insurance. So on an FHA loan at the max, we're talking about $300 to $400 a month gone if you got an FHA right. loan and you Off needed insurance. Yes. Now, unfortunately, we didn't do a whole lot of FHA loans as, as a community sure. back in those days. But we did a ton of 5% downs and a ton of 3% downs. And those people now, they may not even realize it, but they have equity. They have a lot of equity. They have a lot of equity. Sure. And, and they can now, in some cases, they can lower their payment by $250, $300 a month. And that's like probably a no-brainer, just getting rid of insurance. No-brainer. They, they can use that extra money to pay their gas. That, yeah, Thanks true. for bringing that up, Anthony. Or, or, or their additional insurance premiums, because the other thing that nobody ever talks about is your value is up. You are now underinsured. Another program. But that is, that, that <laughs> is mean, an I issue. To, you need to bring, a, I need to bring on an insurance agent yes, for probably discussing about that if, one. If you're watching, you are probably underinsured. Check with the insurance agent. You know, none of us want to pay more in insurance. No. But, you know, God forbid you have a cabin in the town of Strawberry like I do. And the fires this summer came uncomfortably close mm-hmm. to our doorstep. 
So you do not want to have an issue with being underinsured. I will make that another show, Joe. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay, Anthony, we've been waiting way too long yes. for this PowerPoint presentation of yours. So hold, please. And, hold, and I'm going to go ahead and just play it, I think. Let's see. Maybe not. Slideshow button. Hold, please. You're bad at this. I'm terrible at this. I don't know why Farai insists on if making me in charge. If you that only gives me a certain amount of time, right? Yes, purposely so. Go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> Tell us what's going on here. Well, it's just, it just we you keep on hearing about, and the Google search and all this stuff is, okay, and we talked about it, what we just talked about. Housing is, you know, double distribution increases in housing prices. So everybody's all worried. Are we getting into a housing bubble? We're going to give you reasons why it's not a housing bubble. This next screen right here, we don't need to read it, but you've heard me say it before, if you go back one. I can't go back do, one. Headlines <laughs> do more to terrify than clarify. And everyone, the headline is saying, the bubble's happening, housing's dropping, prices are reducing. Sell the sizzle. What's that, Joe? Sell the sizzle. Click here. Yeah, do the sizzle. So the, the, we're going to give you three charts of some information on why it's not a bubble. Number one, Joe, you can jump in on this one. I did this especially for you. There's, compared to 2006 to now, the risky loans are gone. So are you saying that it was Joe's fault that the market crashed in 06, Anthony? No, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, what, what I'm trying to say is he, they, everyone learns from their mistakes. Right. Our whole housing market learned from what we did back then. And when we talk risky loans, there was stuff out there that was crazy. It's harder to... I would say it was harder to get a loan or not get a house than to get a house. I can I can tell you. So we we monitor our numbers because I'm a numbers guy, and my our borrowers' average FICO score is 730, and our average loan to value is 70. percent So and that's just just your just just what, my personal just the loans that you're business. doing. Mm -hmm. So and that that translates to a lot of people. But everybody's credit score is higher. Sure. Uh, it's it's a much better quality of loan that we're producing these days than ever before. Well, and I'm uh, noticing it from this chart here about 20% today of what in back in 06 uh, had people with FICO scores of less than 620. So, okay, real quick, <laughs> 620. What kind of credit is a 620 score, Joe? It's not a good one. Okay, so would you call that like on a scale of say A, B, C, D, and F? Is it an F or a D? It's a, it's a D because okay. you can do something. Okay. Circumstances happen that bring you to a 620. Okay. And sometimes they're out of your control. Okay. And you Medical can, bills, things it, like that. It happens, mm -hmm. right? You, you get caught with something and then next thing you know, you're 620. But you can still do a deal, but you're going to need the other things in line. Money and a job. You're going to need the other things to fall in line perfectly because mm -hmm. your credit score is imperfect. So number one, housing bubble. Homeowners, tougher, tougher loan standards right now. Homeowners Number are two, not using their homes as ATMs at this time. So that was a common thing back in the last downturn. Yeah, it's, it, and it gets into the equity thing. I mean, people, now, when you see right now, Joe, you're talking about, like, we do our goals for the year. And, you know, I was talking about, they're talking about refis dropping because the rates were ticking up a little bit and everyone's refied. And I was like, I'm, you're going to see a lot more cash out refis. But it's not going to be cash out refis to use as an ATM like people back then for boats, trips, bottle service, or whatever the heck they, whatever the heck they I think they Anthony's referring to himself now, there. I want to hang out with Anthony. <laughs> hang out with Anthony. Yeah. Now, 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 now people are using it for like, you know, they're remodeling their homes. Yes. Because they lived in there for the last year. So, yes. you know what, I can do this for my home right now. Or maybe because of COVID, luckily, luckily, people have that equity to get them through tough times. 
I think a all of the above, Anthony. And when I and I'm looking at this chart over here for cash out refinances. Joe, are you truly seeing today it's all for the home? A very common theme is I really love my house. It's 3,000 square feet, exactly what we want, but it is dated. And I'm paying 3.25%. I've had my loan for seven years and I want to take some cash out. So we'll, we'll take some cash out. We'll take 50, 60 grand out. Uh-huh. We'll get their interest rate below three. And the offset in those numbers is very close. So they can get a payment similar to what they had before and update their and, house and update their house so okay i'm going to tell you guys they're going to end up being my sellers before long because you know that's that is one thing i've seen a lot the last they two update years and then leave they update and then they realize they still want right. a different home but it makes my job selling it that much easier yes. because they've invested money in updating it and the homes today that are not dated that are decorated and staged are still getting multiple offers right away. It's just sellers today are having to roll up their sleeves and actually clean their home in order for it to sell. I Imagine know. that. Shocker, <laughs> I know. Some people have not been very happy with me and I've told them they need to clean up their dog poop in the backyard. But, you know, let's just do that before we take let's pictures. Let's just do that. All right. Joe, yeah. how many cash out refis did you get for Suns tickets on the uh, championship game? And they were about two grand a piece. None, none. But people have been saving their, <laughs> people been saving their money. So it, Good. it, it, it worked. I love it. And so, Anthony, explain to us this chart, because I think this, this kind of goes right into you. This is one of my favorite you talk about home equity, and we were talking about investment in houses and not thinking about doing things. And you, you go over this one. The one on the right is the one that stands out to me. The average over um, the whole United States, and we know it's more in Arizona, like we said before, people have an average of $260,000 of tappable equity in their home. You know what's really cool, Anthony? I like that 38.2% number. I actually just took a listing yesterday in South Chandler, and the gal had never listed her home for sale, built it herself like almost 30 years ago, and it mm-hmm. was paid for. And I am I am more often than not going on listing appointments today where people's homes are actually paid in full. And that's pretty amazing, too. Well, it's our, I hate to I'm break this to you, but it's our demographic, Rebecca. Sorry. Shut up. Our, <laughs> Yeah, so Rebecca, so yeah, that's 38.2% people, free and clear, yeah. no mortgage. No mortgage. And so, you know, people are wanting to cash out right now where they feel like maybe we've hit the ceiling on these prices increasing. I think your charts are showing us that that might not be the case. Um, housing nope. bubble, the experts all say no. Um, and and- get, getting back to the equity thing real quick, there was a little chart that we did, and Joe talked about what we talked about earlier where interest rates are going. And they did a little survey, they did a little chart it was a graph that on a house of $300,000 where they thought home equity was going to go compared to interest rates and they averaged it over across the country. In the next five years, if you bought a $300,000 home, from what the experts are predicting, you're going to have $96,000 in equity in your home. That's amazing. And I can tell you, interest rates help. Like They're a wonderful thing, but nobody buys a house for the interest rate. They buy a house because it's, it's a good opportunity. They need to. They need to. They have some tax deferment they need, whatever it could be. Lifestyle changes, what it, have you. Yeah, it, it's the money is not in saving the money mm-hmm. over your interest rate, the $20 you're going to save. It's more in the, the like Anthony said, the, the hundreds of thousands that you're going to gain in your equity from owning the property for a few years. So what I, what I, I completely agree with you, and I think this next chart or next slide that Joe has just substantiates that. Oh, going to make us look good. Good job, Anthony. Yeah, Here good job, go. Anthony, because, you know, we cannot cannot talk about this without talking about something that's near and dear to my whole heart because I have a big, huge builder background, 
is the builders did not keep up with the demand. And for the last 13 years, we've been building less homes than we should be. And as a result, Anthony, you're, you're, you proof is in the pudding in this chart right here. Can you explain to me what we're looking at? That's an amazing I mean, chart. That's just, you just look right there. I mean, there was, look, look at the four consecutive years where they built over 1.5 million homes back when the and bubble 05, happened. when we had yeah, too many 05. homes. Mm -hmm. we, we've been 13 straight years below the average unit of homes built. And, and we're still what? not even at the average yet. And we're still not at the average yet. And guess what? There's more people coming in there. They, they just, so yeah, there's an inventory problem. The inventory problem is because there wasn't enough homes built, which I mean, it's just, but if you, if you can go back real quick to the other chart. I can't go back, back, Anthony. She's I'm quick sorry. With, she's quick with that. When you were talking about the housing experts, we won't read what they were saying, but there was the, there was a quote from three house, uh, top uh, financial advisors from across the country, JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley who handle more money than anybody in the whole country. Hey. And they are telling their people, advising them to buy now. So, so that Colin, okay, let me, let's see Anthony's face real quick on here. And I think that's my fault for not swap, swiping over. Okay, so Anthony, I apologize. Yeah. I'm not very good at this whole PowerPoint presentation thing. Okay. And I've already gone three charts ahead. So I know the quotes you were talking about. And so everybody's predicting good things in our future. We just talked about the builders not building enough houses and your next chart is talking about something called forbearance. Um, oh, for, you, know, you know, forbearance, that's the thing where, you know, all the the YouTube and Facebook experts were saying, there's 8 million people in forbearance, we're gonna have 8 million foreclosures in a year. Yeah, no, I don't I'm think not. that's happening. But Joe, are you seeing anybody coming to you right now that had been in forbearance during COVID? And what does that look like today? So we've had one. Only one. One. It was yours. Shut and, up. Yeah. <laughs> not your guy. personally, one of my clients. <laughs> Let's clarify. One of, your, one of your clients. Uh, but he, he didn't quite understand the process. He thought, hey, I'll take a break from paying my bills for a little while. And I'll go into forbearance. Did he need to? No. He just thought he could, he so just, why not? He got, he got poor information, and he went with that poor information, and he just went with it. So, mm -hmm. so when he was given the correct information, he corrected the ship, and he was able to sell his property and buy the next one, and no problem. But the forbearance thing, I I, I don't see a lot of it. I it's like uh, the white rhino; it exists, but I don't see it. Okay, and so I think that's only going to substantiate Anthony's slides. Anthony, are you ready to talk about forbearance? I, I, I love this forbearance discussion because people all panic over regards to it. Joe, you just said it. About 50% of the people who wanted a forbearance didn't actually even need it. And this is a chart right here showing this is what people are doing who are exiting the forbearance plan. And as you can see it right, right there in the, in, the, in the green there, that is, you know, 44% who came off, they paid in full when they were done. They're all over. 38.9% worked something out. And by working something out, Rebecca, and you know this because you were short sale. <laughs> Banks do not want these houses back right now. No, they, are they don't. Servicers. They don't want can them back. Me? Yeah, we can totally hear you. They yeah. don't want them back at all. Not at all, Anthony. They're doing, they're doing whatever they can. Now, listen, here, and this gets into the next number on the next chart, you can go to it. Yeah, there's some people in trouble right now, mm -hmm. but when people are telling you a foreclosure wave's coming, and you know me, you've been following me for the last year and a half. I've been absolutely telling that it's not happening. Um, well, I'll show you why, because this next chart talks about this that. This number is really important, Joe. Think about this one. So 
9.3 million households between 2006 and 14 went through a foreclosure, gave up their home to a lender or sold in stress still. That's from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Today, today, in the chart I just previously showed you, if worst case scenario, worst case scenario, all those people who are in trouble, who are coming out of forbearance, went into foreclosure. Now that's every one of them. It'd be 200, 250,000 foreclosures. Across the country. It's across the country. So 9.6 million, 9.5 million, 250,000. Well, Does that sound like an issue? Not at all. Nope. And look at the chart that you that we have up on the screen right now, Anthony. It actually shows that um, because of the moratoriums, we haven't had any foreclosures. And you know, from what Joe's saying, people didn't even need to take forbearances. So I I can't agree with you more. It, it, it it's the, and here's the other thing with that one. 95% of those people oh, who were in trouble, Joe, have 10% or more equity in their home. So that's the thing. Home. Even if they were facing foreclosure, they're just going to sell. They're not They're not going to just give so, up their 100 grand or 50 grand, whatever, or five grand. They're going to sell. And honestly, I haven't come across any no. sellers not that yet. that were in that boat that have to sell. So I don't know. I guess we'll see when it, the, the moratorium's over. I, I have a lot of confidence from going through the last turn with the banks that they have learned a little bit of a lesson and they will get it worked out because to the point earlier yeah. banks do not want to own homes that's not what their business is they, they do not want to sell homes mm -hmm. but they do own they do make money from servicing loans so they will figure out how to get that loan serviced again and begin making money on that loan again okay so anthony i did figure out how to go back on some slides so let me see if i went back far enough to get your quote you were really wanting to share um, maybe I didn't remember how to do it. Let's uh, see. I, the, 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 no, I well, didn't. Rick, Rick, Rick Schrager right there, this is a guy we follow a lot. And, you know, oh, when it just gets into what we were just saying, that there's not going to be, it. the concerns over foreclosure is widely overestimated. And, and we've talked about this before over and over. And the next slide, Ivy Zellman, who is one of the top real estate economists in the whole country. If you don't follow her, you need to follow her. And I What's that name again, her. Anthony? Ivy Zellman. Okay. C E L M A N. And she had the best quote ever. And she let, let, let's hear like, and she didn't hold back on this. The likelihood of us having a foreclosure crisis again is about zero percent. <laughs> <laughs> I love 0. it. 0. Zero point she didn't zero. Ten percent, five percent. She said zero percent, and it went into all the reasons we just talked about right people have equity we have an inventory shortage the and loans aren't as bad out there people rebecca in your case these people can sell their home and still pay their realtors yeah no there's plenty of money to be had when you sell a home and what i like is the i had buyers tap out in the last you know few months like literally we wrote offers they kept losing them they were upset and you know a little jaded and now i can call them up and say hey guys guess what it's getting a little bit easier out there yeah, the prices might be a little bit higher, but thank goodness the rates are still low. Rates are still low. Rates are still low. So the picture today is looking a lot brighter, in my opinion, and certainly there's no reason for doom and gloom. I don't think any seller missed the boat on selling um, because I agree with you, Anthony. I think it's going to appreciate maybe not at the same tick that it did this last year because this last year was record-breaking phenomenal, and I don't think anybody's expecting that again. But prices aren't coming down. No. No. And and I think I, the next few weeks will only sh you know show that to the marketplace, and so as that continues to happen, we'll get more buyers out, but we're also going to get more sellers out. 
because you, the you, sellers. You know and, and I'm glad you're taping this show because I'm having a lot of fun on my memories from posts that I did about a year ago and I was getting bashed on oh. what's going to go on with the market and I'm posting them all again, reevaluate. You remember last year at this time? Yeah. Poor logic. We're going to have a negative 6.9% depreciation in home value well because this time last year we were just coming off of the worst of COVID here in arizona i had a, a title of um what was that that they said like we we were mandatory not mandatory um where i could go out in the streets i didn't get stuck on lockdown because i was actually serving quarantine not quarantining <laughs> a, a, like an essential worker yes that's oh, it yeah. as realtors were considered essential I and i know <laughs> we could go out in the streets and show houses and sell houses and so this time last year people were kind of starting to come back out of the woodwork because up until about june there was a ton of fear with covid and the sky was falling and if you go back and look at the median price from a year ago it's a lot less than it is right now. So the, to you, to your point, Anthony, all those naysayers who didn't believe me and you when we said it was a good time to hurry up and buy, um, they could be kicking themselves a little bit. The good news, the good news, Joe. The rates are low. <laughs> That's That was the good news. The rates Free. are low. Rates are low. They're actually and like, lower. And like, and like we said before, and people don't realize this, do you know how much a home sale puts into our economy? especially a new build. Yeah. And we said real estate would take us out of that economic downturn. And it did towards the last half of last year. Go oh, back and look at the stats. And it absolutely did. And then we couple it with a really weird election year and nobody knew what to believe in the headlines. So you, you can read between the lines of all this. The, the economy is doing great, so they say. Right. The stock market is gangbusters. And the interest rates are low. Those three things don't usually go together. Right. And the fact that the interest rates are still low tells me that there is something to those low rates that are driving the other two, and they're not in a hurry to, to change, change things around. And, and Joe, we talked about the headlines, and, and it's sad because everyone's like this one, but when you have a void of information or negative bad information that's not correct, you tend to let your decisions be driven by emotions. And that's why I'm glad you do this show, Rebecca. You guys need to reach out to your experts, your lender, Joe, and your realtor, Rebecca, because they know what so the cute. pulse of this market is. And if you just follow everything that we just did that questions, reach out to them. If you're holding back to buy because of certain reasons, we understand that one. But trust me, it's a good investment. Those people are kicking themselves who listened to the naysayers last year. Oh, they're kicking themselves. Think about the ones from two years ago, Joe. In 2019, the prices on average were $124,000 less than they are today. Hundred and twenty-four thousand. But they're gonna wait. But they're gonna wait. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 I've heard many clients tell me that they just have a feeling. They just feel that things are gonna get worse because you know they're being emotional uh, instead of looking at the statistics. So, um, forgive me, Anthony, but something happened to your PowerPoint. I'm not gonna be able to hit your last slides. But we're done. We're done. We're, we're done with the done. slides. Look at that. Of course so, we were. Nice so, job. Nice job, Anthony. So, is there one last takeaway that you can share? I know you just, you know pimped me and Joe about how great we are, and that's awesome, and I thank you for that. But seriously, if anybody watching today, if there's one nugget you want them to walk away with, what is it that, you know, you what, what kind of advice would you give your daughter who's probably getting to the age where she might be considering buying a house? Shut off the news, it's data over drama. Okay. Data over drama, that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah. And what about you, Joe? What's your, what's your advice to your son going off to college 
Do you want him investing in real estate? Well, I, I can already tell you what, wherever my son goes, I will be buying a condo mm -hmm. and I will be doing a kitty condo with three and a half percent down and getting him financed. And he's already got a credit score. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm in like, it's time to buy houses, period. I, I What we do know over the long term is that housing does appreciate. Yeah. So if you're looking for a one year hit, you might get it. But if you're in it for 10, 15 years, the housing does appreciate. There's nothing to regret. You can, you can even withstand a downturn if you kept your house that you bought in 2007. Oh, my goodness. And you'd, you'd be geez. okay today. Well, okay. So ah. the client that I met with yesterday that I'm listing her home right now, uh, she bought, I think, like 25 years ago and built new. And I'm sure at one point she was probably crying in her Cheerios about how the price of her home had fallen. But today she's going to be making all pure pure um, money. It's all good. She, she doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. She's going to be walking away with over $500,000. Mm -hmm. Had she short sold or gone into foreclosure, she wouldn't have that nest egg. That's probably going to really make a big difference for her in her retirement. I mean, it worked It worked out almost almost for everybody, right? It did. And it still will. So any of you guys that tapped out, my message to you is tap back in. I'm telling you, don't wait any longer because I think the only thing we know is rates are low. Low. And we don't know how long they will stay that way. And we do know one thing with real estate is it's going to only go up. So hopefully if you've tapped out, you're going to be tapping back in. Give us a call. We're happy to help. And thank you, Joe. And thank you, Mr. Penna, the one and only Anthony of Lawyer's Title, for joining me and sharing your wisdom today, gentlemen. I, I always appreciate hearing from both of you. Thank you for having us. Thank Have you. Fun. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I personally am super excited about what the market's doing right now and where it's going and what it's not going to do, which is not burst in a bubble anytime soon. If you need more of Joe Smith in your life, you just can check him out at epicmortgage.com. And if you need wonderful title services, there's nobody better than lawyer's title. Thank you, Anthony Penna, for coming on and sharing your magic with us today. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.